Hello and welcome to the Living Out Podcast. My name is Darren Steele and I'm an expert at helping gay men break out of the status quo and use their unique life experiences to create that kind of impact in life that they can be proud of. So I'm a gay life coach, a writer, and a supporter of queer voices. I'm the founder and publisher of Think Queerly on Medium, editor of the GayGuideNetwork.com, and you can find out everything about me and what I do at DarrenSteele.com. All right, so let's get into it today. We're going to have a little bit of fun because we're going to be talking about sex, baby. Top or bottom? Versatile? Do you have a preference? Do you know why? It's an interesting thought. You know, I, this morning I was at the gym and I, I wrote a post about this on Think Queerly on Medium. It was kind of a little bit tongue-in-cheek. But you know sometimes how something starts out as a fun idea and then you realize there's something really powerful and significant and serious behind it? Well, this is one of those moments. So I'm following along uh, using my Freeletics fitness app. It's kind of like freedom and athletics, all is one word. It's a, it's a great app. I really love it. I used to do health and fitness coaching for about a dozen plus years. And the, one of the nicest things about going to the gym now is not programming for myself. I let an app tell me what to do. So this is like a strength-based endurance cardio body weight program. And I'm doing this exercise, and I'm doing an exercise, and then I'm doing bodyweight squats. So I'm going down to upper thighs parallel to the ground. I'm contracting my abs hard and squeezing my butt muscles. I'm checking out the position of my feet. I'm making sure my heels are connected hard into the ground as I forcefully press through the ground as I drive up, squeezing my butt. The momentum of my arms and my fists are clenched. Swing back, and I thrust my hip forward. And I do this again, thrusting my hip forward, and I get... And I kind of have this feeling like... Is anyone else watching? Because it feels like I'm fucking. (laughs) And it's, well, you know, this is a normal human movement, a squat pattern. But also, those are all the muscles you would be using if you were fucking and being a top. And it was funny. It got me thinking about, you know, I've been both sides and in the middle of the spectrum of top or bottom. Now, some people identify as 100% all the way. Bottom only, they lose their heart on if they want to, or if somebody asks them if they want to top. So what I was thinking is, where did this come from? Because when I came out, when I actually started having gay sex, I guess you could call it that, when I went out, started going out to gay bars when I was 19... That was 1985 and going into 1986. So first and foremost, GRID. AIDS, HIV, didn't have a name yet. It wasn't until uh, 96, sometime in 96, I believe, when Rock Hudson was dying and died and he came out as being gay and HIV was discovered as the reason for why gay men were getting sick and dying. And then we finally had an answer. We finally knew what it was 
or how the virus was transmitted. And then we also knew it was a virus. So it was like, okay, you're going to have to wear condoms. But before that, I think growing up in a heteronormative world, that this is how things are done. You know, the man is going to fuck the woman and there was no mention of butt sex anywhere. I had these perceptions at 18 going on 19 about what was right and what was wrong sexually. I didn't know that much per se about butt sex. And the only thing I knew about it is what I saw in dirty, full-color, glossy, pornographic magazines that I remember, you know, sneakily and shamefully buying in triple X sex shops on Young Street in Toronto. And I would bring them home, you know, jerk off, I don't know how many times to the pictures. And clearly I saw a man getting fucked and made sure that those magazines were secretly hidden away in places that, you know... They would never be discovered if perhaps my parents were trying to secretly look around my room and find out what was going on with their son. So there was an issue of control. And that's really what, you know, today's theme is control, lack of control, giving up control, but especially around sex and sexuality. What does control mean to you in your life in general? And with respect to the way in which you allow yourself to be free in the bedroom or in any other room or in any other environment, because sex just doesn't have to happen in the bedroom. So, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of stuff to unpack here, and I'm not going to cover it all in today's show. Growing up in a closet, not really coming out until I was 19, and whatever age you came out at, we were all forced to... Mm, try and conform with a particular social status quo identity about what was right and what was wrong, what was male, what was female. There's a lot more diversity now that people can see on the internet and on television. Like you can turn on Sunday nights and the channel FX, you can watch Pose about the you know balls in the 80s in New York City and primarily like black culture celebrating, yeah, dress up and trying to pretend to be successful and exploring all aspects of sexuality and what would have been cross-dressing and transsexuals back then, but now, which we refer to as transgender. But at that time of my coming out, there wasn't an internet and there was very little information and I really didn't know much about being gay until I started going out to gay bars and maybe not the best place to learn about it. So my identity had been in the closet. My, my lack of freedom of expressing my identity had been in the closet. So my control mechanisms were keeping myself safe from either being identified or beaten up or labeled as a faggot. And that level of self-control had sort of a depreciating or negative aspect to the first couple of years of my sexual coming out because I didn't really explore a lot. I only was top. Uh, no one touched my asshole. It was just someplace I didn't want to go. And I still had carryover from, I guess, the heteronormative bringing up that my asshole was a dirty place. Now, did I fuck guys at that? Yes, I did. Because I guess in the mind, sure, it could have been dirty, but I wasn't passively receiving it. 
So there's probably some Catholic Christian sort of nonsense in there as well, because I was brought up Catholic. But like you said, so much to unpack about sex and sexuality. But the question I asked myself and I ask of you right now is, how do you derive your sexual pleasure? Sort of there's two parts to that question. So, you know, what turns you on? What gets you excited? And why? The why and the how you derive your sexual pleasure probably comes from your growing up, your childhood. And I don't mean, hopefully, anything to do with any childhood sexual abuse. I just mean the ways in which you grew up without freely being able to identify as a gay man living in the closet and your experience of coming out and your various levels of acceptance throughout the years, how did that affect your sexual identification in the sense of whether you're more top, bottom, whether you like to be pleased or be the pleaser? Now, speaking to that, I'm the pleaser. Maybe that's why I'm also a coach, because I want to help people. But in bed, being a pleaser is about having control. Some people might think that's more of a bottom mentality or that's more of a passive mentality, but no. Being passive in the bedroom is like, you can do whatever you want to me, right? That's being passive. You're just going to be the receptacle of someone else's pleasure. And that's not me being judgmental. I'm just trying to give it like the most... (laughs) dramatic and fun and clear definition of what being sexually passive is. It's not that I was a total top in the sense of, oh, I'm only going to fuck. Because now I I bottom for my partner because my partner is a total top. And that's just the way he is. And that works very much for us. And I'm not going to get into, at least in this podcast, like, how did I transition? When did I go somewhere from this end of the sexual spectrum, being only a top, to the other end of the sexual spectrum of being primarily a bottom? Well, there's still a control mechanism in there because I love to please. So I love using all of my senses during sex, hearing the sounds he makes, or the lack thereof, hearing the change in the quality of his breathing as he gets more excited, feeling and seeing the changes in his body movement as muscles tense up, or as his chest starts to rise more, or his his abdominals tighten up as he's getting closer to orgasm. Those are all exciting things, and I can control that because I can back off, I can slow down, I can speed up, I can do something unexpected and I can shift how and where and to what extent he's feeling his pleasure. Lots of control issues going on there for little Darren, aren't there? But that's not right or wrong. It's a clear identification and an understanding of what gives me pleasure. And it's a really powerful self-awareness of who I am, how I've grown up, and what that means, and how these issues of control, being a bit type A, and wanting to give pleasure play out in other aspects of my life. So, for myself as the example, how am I living out 
my best qualities in other parts of my life that can provide an impact in the world? Well, being of service, being someone who wants to please and semantically in the largest sense of the word to please, to help, to teach, to move others forward in their life so that they can achieve something that will give them greater peace of mind on a base sexual level, (laughs) enjoyment, right? You know, it's like the expression, once you learn how to ride a bike, you know, you're never going to fall off, right? You know what to do and you know what to do and you know what to do. But in the journey of life, of course, we don't want to become boring. We need to change things up every once in a while. And, you know, it's summer at the time of this recording. We're a week away from Pride in Toronto. Yeah, you walk out into the gay village area of Toronto and there are more men just wearing tank tops and shorts and it's summer, so people are more horny and the weather makes them feel great. And it's like, there's that top part of me that's coming out again that wants to get a little action. And it's just fun to witness these aspects of ourselves. But to understand what these characteristics, what these traits, what they mean about who they are, and how they play out from one side of the spectrum, our base primal sexual needs, into the higher end, or the other side of the spectrum, what we focus on in our career, the people we like to work with, the work we like to do, the values that we hold most dear in our life. So that was a bit of an erotic conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you would like to talk further and explore the parts of you, the best parts of you that you may have left behind in the closet, and you'd like to find out more about how you can live out the best of you, go to my website at darrensteel.com and you can click on the Work With Me tab. There's a form questionnaire there where you can fill out some more information about what's going on in your life right now and we can arrange a time to have a Living Out Discovery Call. Until next time, live out and live proud. <laughs>